Welcome back to Geek Life, Panamanga.com's very own podcast. I'm JP. As always with me is my fearless co-host, Brian. Happy belated anniversary to you listeners out there. Yes, you know who you are. <laughs> and Joe. You know, JP, you remind me of the babe. The babe? What What? What do you mean? <laughs> the babe with the power. What? 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 No. <sighs> Ruined it. Nobody? Nobody? Nope, sorry. I couldn't Fuck. decide if you meant the pig or the blonde girl. Yeah, I know. I was like, I, was I like, actually the was the power like... of voodoo. Oh. Voodoo. You do. Voodoo. <laughs> Remind wow. me of the babe. <laughs> there we go. Oh. Like pulling teeth to get a Sorry. joke out of you guys. <laughs> yeah. ah, so much better. Can we get that? I'm glad you broke uh, on that. That's good. Damn it. <laughs> also with us tonight, we have the Ape Henry. I'm in here now. And the admin. How's it going? Tonight's subject is video games. First up, we're going to talk about our indie spotlight of the week. This week's indie spotlight goes out to Stephen Lewis, or Steve. Lewis, as he likes to be called on Twitter. The reason we're not talking about one particular comic is because Steve has two comics. Mm. And they both... Lucky bastards. (laughs) And as he says on his Twitter, I occasionally make comics. So there's no actual commitment to a particular amount of comics coming out each week or particular days or whatever. It just seems like they they come out whenever they're ready, which is is cool. So he's got two different comics. Uh, One of them is called Murder Cake, and the other is called Creepy Crowley. They're both very, very different, but you can way tell that they're written by the same person because they have a similar kind of humor. One's a little more family-friendly. The Creepy Crowley is a little bit family-friendly. I was going to say, which one? Is is the murder cake one? (laughs) Anyway, murder Murder cake! cake. (laughs) So, murder cake is, of the two, murder cake is definitely the one that's a little bit more... Edgy, I guess. Mm-hmm. Surprise, surprise. Uh, edgy. <laughs> oh, oh, that wasn't even on purpose. That was oh, terrible. Oh. Was, was it a lie? <laughs> no, there's, 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 you know, amazingly, there, there. there's actually no portal jokes in this. And I was kind of not assuming. Not yet. Not yet, but there could be. There could mm. be. But there was a lie associated with this cake. This is true. It's right there. It's right there. We can only assume that the name Murder Cake comes from the very first page. Mm-hmm. So it goes a little something like this. This guy is sitting at the table, and it's very, very simplified drawing. Um, this one is definitely like kind of gestural, and it's really just about the joke, it mm. seems. Or as Creepy Crawley has like a lot of attention put into all the color and the detail and all that sort of stuff. I don't know, because the cake actually has a lot of detail, whereas the characters don't. That's true. You better narrate this in your voices, JP. The, the, the cake is the subject matter. My voices? Hmm. Yeah, yeah see? Well, what would the first panel be? <laughs> oh, God. Uh... Happy birthday, honey! There we go. Anyway, so there's this guy who's got a tie on, and he's chilling at this table, and he's sitting in front of a cake that has knives sticking out of it. Lots of knives. Let's see. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine knives, it would seem, are sticking out of the cake of sundry different sizes and shapes and stuff. There's too many knives. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so, so he's looking at it, kind of like freaking out, and then the next one he says, Did you just bake all of our knives into this cake? And, and then the wife is totally set up in this like '50s style. She's got she's got like the classic little what Stepford is wife. Stepford wife, yeah, totally Stepford mm-hmm. wife. And she's just grinning from ear to ear, eyes squinted, and she says, "Of course not." Then he points down at the cake with this sort of glare and says, "Then cut me a slice." Nothing. A beat panel. A beat panel, right? And then she says, "Shit." <laughs> <laughs> so just really, really, really sharp wit on all this sort of stuff. Ah, sharp. God, I just not on purpose. I'm not doing this on purpose. It's terrible. JP caught pun. Uh, it's bad. But Steve's humor is really, really good. 
It's really, really clean. It's mm-hmm. easy to understand, and it really hits you hard and fast. It's it's great. And it's a similar sort of beat through all of this. There's a lot of really funny, funny comics. So is the wife trying to murder him, or is she just stupid? She's I'm thinking that she's him. trying to murder him, and she's stupid. Oh, well, that helps. <laughs> helps him. Would you like some more poison, Mother? I mean, tea. <laughs> oh, sure. Oh, you almost got me. <laughs> murder cake, it seems to kind of jump all over the place. It's pretty much whatever the hell he feels like talking about that yeah. day. Whereas Creepy Crawly has some more consistent characters. So let's continue to talk a little bit about murder cake. So what, what were some of the things that you guys noticed about murder cake? Poor Jason. Just can't please his mother. <laughs> That one was uh, funny. Thursday the, the 13th, and he comes home to give her a head, and she's yelling at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there are a few Friday the 13th ones out there. What is it, two, three? I think it's like two or three, yeah. Yeah. All of them are kind of really funny. Yes. Kind of really funny. Not kind just, of really funny. Yes. yes. The Batman one was cracking me up, where Batman's like, Whoa, look at that giant bat in the sky. And the kid saying next to him is like, huge. That's a... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So good. Yeah, it's so funny. This one, it's just its just like it's all over the place. But because of that, it, it allows to kind of tap into all kinds of fun, different pop culture-y type stuff, or, or just some random joke or idea. Mm. It's really entertaining. Really entertaining. Like, again, like, laugh out loud funny. We talked last week about Lunar Baboon being the sort of comic that you'll just really just laugh right out loud, and that a lot of webcomics are more kind of chuckly mm-hmm. kind of comics instead of actually laugh out loud. And this one, Brian and I were laughing. Oh, yeah. I found this a couple days ago. We were checking it out and deciding which ones we were going to cover on the podcast. I called Brian in. I was like, Brian, you got to look at this. This is hilarious. And we went through everything, the entirety of both of these comics, and we're just in stitches. We were just laughing oh, yeah. so hard. So funny. Unfortunately, he hasn't gone for 10 years, like some web comics, and you can actually start from the mm-hmm. beginning and finish it in a day. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's there's a substantial amount of stuff in here. There's a lot of comics to read and enjoy on both of these sites, but Mm -hmm. it's not like, what was that one that you read that's got 2,000 something? Questionable content. Yeah, it's not like questionable content that's been going on since, what, 02? Yeah, 03. 03, yeah. Updates five times a week and has been going for 10 years. Jesus Christ. Yeah. (laughs) I'd like to think that they do that for a living, and that's not... You'd true. have yeah. to do that for a living. He does, actually. Oh, yeah? So he, it supports him completely, him but, and his wife. And that, and, then, and that's why the consistency. That sounds yeah. kind of like real-life comics. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you guys remember that from back when we were going to high school. Mm. No. Short so, Ninja was awesome. Yeah, real-life comics was the origin of Short Ninja. I had that shirt, <laughs> so it was the guy with the shirt around his head, and he was attacking his friends. Nice, nice. So real-life comics is still going on, and Shit. it's been a good ten years, wow, if right. not longer. That's crazy. you got to appreciate it when the comics have huge staying power yeah, like that. Respect. Yeah, definitely. Anyway, one of the things that, like I said earlier, that you notice right away between the two different comics is that one of them is way more detailed than the other. Well, made up not so much more detailed, but one of them, A, is color, and one of them is black and white. Or black, white, and gray, I guess. And Murder Cake is simpler, and the art style kind of goes all over the place. There's some consistency with how the characters look. They've got kind of just this little circle head and big bulging eyes. Very, very gestural, very, very emotive. You know, there's a lot yeah. of sort of like a rubber face thing going on where they can mm-hmm. make really strongly communicated emotions with the characters, which is great. Yeah, it makes it very intuitive to read. Yeah, and one thing that really stood out to me was that none of the comics on Murder Cake felt really too congested or just covered up with so much text that it's kind of like you look at the page and you're like, Ugh, I'm sure <laughs> it's entertaining, but do I really have to read all that? Mm. It's clean. It's sharp. That's this... how I feel about Doonesbury. Yeah? Yeah. Doonesbury is just too, too much. much. No, I, I get it. I can read it and understand the political humor of it, but it's like, oh... Uh, well, what? The joke's still going. Okay. Oh, wow, there's three pages of text on a two-panel strip? <laughs> <laughs> wow. 
It's a little way, to, way to break the laws of physics for comedy. <laughs> oh, Doomsbury. Well, I think also that this is all hand written as far as the script, don't you think? Oh, definitely. Yeah. Again, it looks really good. Pinku, who's in here today, is always advocating artists' lines look good with artist lines. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, and so if you're going to be doing a comic, you might as well be writing in the script. She's a fan of doing the font thing. But this is all just hand done. It's really very legible and looks really good. It just fits excellently. So if you're just kind of looking for random, goofy, silly fun, Murder Cake is a really good place to check it out. You can check out Murder Cake at MurderCake.com. It's spelled just like it sounds. Just exactly like it sounds. Murder as in ah, and cake as in mm. Yum. Now, his other comic is Creepy Crowley. So Creepy Crowley is all about Hector Crowley, a young boy living in a town named Crowley as well. This is what it says on the very, very first page. It says, Welcome! This is the story of Hector Crowley, a normal boy in an abnormal town. His house is haunted by Zeke, a pesky ghost seen only by Hector. When you're the only human kid in a town of monsters, who's the weirdo? So this is actually a really interesting idea. I don't think I've ever seen anything quite like this. I mean, you've got, like, Monster High and, mm-hmm. like, you know, being, like, where it's all a monster casts. A Scooby-Doo episode where, they, where there's, like, the girl's school... Oh, the ghoul That was an episode. That, that was, was a movie. movie. It doesn't matter. It's the yeah. same thing. It's the <laughs> anyway, same theme. it's really endearing and hilarious. I love the art style. I love the character. The chemistry between Zeke and Hector is really great. Mm-hmm. Because Hector, he's pretty accepting of all the kind of crazy shit that goes on. Mm-hmm. And so there's this sort of cavalier attitude towards all these monsters and yeah, ghosts and stuff in town. He's just concerned about being like... The new kid in town. Right, exactly. And it doesn't matter that, you know, he walks by a kid with a bug head and after Hector leaves, like, man, that kid's ugly. <laughs> <laughs> right, I mean, he's, he's definitely the odd one out. I mean, they've got some stuff with him in school, walking by kids on the way to school, and, and there's all these just crazy monster kids that, you know, mm-hmm. are stitched together and half dead <laughs> and monsters of some Mummified. kind. Yes, exactly. It's so freaking funny. Makes me wonder what kind of careers they go into. That's a good question. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I Z- Zombie plumber. <laughs> losing parts down the drain. <laughs> well, you know, you could always like rip your arm off and then hold it, like reach down deeper, maybe. I suppose so. Yeah, I don't know. I, I bet the uh, the slime monster that goes into plumbing. Uh, Ooh, there it is. Uh, there it is. Well, there is a slime but, monster. But that, too. that might be being racist because <laughs> <laughs> speciesist. Yeah, I guess. Gene, what, what would you call that? He's slime enabled. Slime enabled. He's he, he's, he, he's, he's, he's he's viscously impaired. There we go. <laughs> Oh, man. So, Creepy Crowley is really, really funny. Hector is basically just in the middle of all this craziness. There's a really funny one a little ways in where he comes in from the backyard and it looks like his mom is sitting on the couch working on her laptop. And his mom's normal, too. It's like the normal family in Crowley. And he's just just offhanded, just totally blank-faced, not not afraid, not running or screaming. He says, eh, Chupacabra in the backyard. <laughs> <laughs> and she goes, oh, I'm sure it's just the neighbor's dog. And he says, it's a hideous demon, hungry for goat's blood. And Mom's like, oh, Crowley's an odd town, but we have family history here. It was founded by our great, 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 great grandfather. You want to like it here. Then he just is like, all right, fine, whatever. And so he starts walking back out, and it just got the scene of him just yelling at the chupacabra, we don't have any goats! (laughs) (laughs) And it's just, it's, it's full of that sort of humor where it's just like most of the time, if a normal human kid or family was running into all the stuff that's going on in Crowley, they'd be freaking the hell out. Yeah. But he's just, just numb to it. He's like, ah, whatever. Just get out of our yard. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, damn chupacabras, always sucking on our goat's blood, causing trouble, trampling the garden. Bastards. Came up to me and asked me for 350. <laughs> <laughs> 
I said, at that time I realized there was no chupacabra, but the Loch Ness Monster. I said, damn it, Loch Ness Monster, leave my family alone. Oh, that's it. That's, 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 that's it. That's it. Complete. <laughs> Ten points, anyone gets that throwback reference. Oh. Oh, come on. Post it on the forums if you get it. You'll, oh, you'll some... be awarded ten points. <laughs> ten points ten, ten cool points you can ten do cool nothing points. with. We'll spend them at the cool store. Which has nothing, because nothing's cool anymore. That's true. <laughs> so anyway, so what, what were your guys' thoughts about Creepy Crawling? Well, like I said, definitely more of the family-oriented humor. So yes. it, it was definitely a cute read. Yeah, it's a little bit safer. Yeah. You know? nothing. nothing this is one you could read at work or at school. Sure, and, definitely safe for work. Yeah. Yeah. And still really early in the comic. He only has, you know, maybe a dozen strips of this one out. So you can pick it up real quick and uh, get up to date. And it actually looked like he updates it really regularly. Yeah, definitely. It's been it's been updated like maybe three or four times this month already. Something came out just yesterday at the time of this recording, I think. Yeah. So yeah, it's a really, really good one. Jump in there and, and check it out. It's an ongoing mm-hmm. sort of story. Unlike Murder Cake, where Murder Cake is kind of all over the place and has lots of different things and goes in different directions. It's not like a continuous story. Crowley is definitely a continuous story, so this is sort of a unique opportunity to jump in early on something instead of come in oh, late. Good God, you can actually start at the beginning. Exactly. So many of the good webcomics, this is a good webcomic, but yeah. so many of the really good webcomics, when you read him, it's like, oh man, this is really cool, but I gotta read like 300 pages to catch up before I can start knowing what the hell's happening, yeah. you know? So it's sort of nice because... You know, you pull up a page of Crowley and you're like, this is really clean. It looks really good. It's nice sharp art style, really good line weight, nice frame pacing. Everything is just really clean and works really well. Fun and good humor. It's like it's well-developed. And so it's almost, I was kind of surprised that there was not as much as I was expecting, I guess. Hmm. You know, I was assuming just at a glance that there was going to be a bunch of it just because it was so polished and so well-developed. Yeah, but it's like at the same time, it's like you said, it's sort of awesome that there isn't as much of it because you can jump right in and like now I know exactly where we are with Crowley, and I only took me like maybe you know ten twenty minutes or yeah. so to read through all the stuff. Yeah, you can easily finish it over a lunch break. Mm. Totally. And then we can be those guys at the con and say, "Oh yeah, we read Creepy oh, Crowley yeah, when it first started." Yeah. <laughs> so you can check out Creepy Crowley at creepycrowley.com. Creepy spelled like you would expect, and then Crowley C R O W L E Y. Be sure to follow Steve on Twitter at Evil Stew, spelt just the way you'd expect it. <laughs> Wait, S T U or S T E W? S T E W. Oh, see, you would have expected Stew S T U. Hey, man, Disco Stew doesn't advertise, neither does Evil Stew. It's just the way it is. <laughs> you know? Yeah, uh, Steve is real active on Twitter and retweets stuff, and is up there all the time. He's got a bunch of tweets, and it's just a just a really cool guy. There's actually some really awesome pictures up on the Twitter page of his process. It shows, you know, starting with the blue pencil, moving into the coming over in a little more detail and with red pencil and then inking over the top. I was really enjoying looking through some of the pictures. And it looks like he puts up some stuff that isn't maybe destined to be a comic. He just puts up some just kind of funny thoughts. Ooh, freebies. There was one that was cracking me up that is obviously a pot shot at Evil Dead. And it's got the crazy Evil Dead chick all chewed up and messed up face. And she's doing her whole... You are gonna die tonight! And it's Zeke the ghost there, and he's kind of looking at the back of his hand, being like, Lady, I got news for you. <laughs> <laughs> and so even even if it's not, you know, in the actual comic all the time, like, there's just lots of content coming up all the time, and mm-hmm. it's just really great. So make sure to check out check out Steve's stuff. Murdercake.com, creepycrowley.com. Follow him at Evil Stew on Twitter. Good guy. Good stuff. All right, so let's take a quick musical break, 
When we come back, we're going to start talking about our favorite video game webisodes, web shows, channels, just anything having to do with games. Stick with us, we'll be right back. talking about our favorite video game web shows. So we've basically put together a list of a bunch of different excellent web shows. You know, we're talking anything from channels on YouTube to users on Vimeo to even over at the Escapist Magazine, a couple of their different video channels and stuff like that. So there's lots of fun stuff here. And so we've we've cherry-picked our favorites. Mm-hmm. Each one of us have a couple different favorites. The, the 8th Henry is is our, our YouTube raider, and so he's got some good ones. And so, why don't you go first, Jay Henry? One I found recently is uh, Nerd Cubed, and he did this review of the Red Dead Redemption series, and it was hilarious. He's very witty as he plays. So is it a review, or is it a Let's Play? It's, it's like a little bit of both. Mm. Like he's, he's reviewing the game. So they're not like a five-minute episode. No. It's like long. It's fairly long, mm-hmm. and it's but it wasn't like, as soon as I, I started watching it, and it's like, oh, okay, that's kind of funny. And then as he went on, it was more and more hilarious. Like the things he said to the things as he killed them or interacted with them, it was just just nonstop laughs. It was a roller coaster of fun. Nice. So check him out at Official Nerd Cubed. Yeah, his channel is Official Nerd Cubed. Yeah. We we actually were originally trying to find it as Nerd Three. Yeah. Right. Because um, that's how it's written. Right. Well, that's how that's like his banner on his yeah. channel, and so you can still find it that way, but it'll be Official Nerd Cubed. So I guess maybe there's some imitators out there. Yeah, uh, <laughs> the un- but never recreated. The abridged nerd cube, mm, yes. nerd squared. Dun dun dun. Wall. So you had another one, Henry? Yeah, the uh, angry video game nerd. It's a classic. He's been around literally forever. Yes, mm-hmm. true. Um, and he's hilarious, and he has a lot of let's, anger. Let's, let's call them. Let's call them inventive things to say. <laughs> See, I like you to think that. of him as a whiny bitch whining about video games that no one's ever seen or cares about. Jesus. But but I've seen and cared about some of those games. Oh, yeah. Some of the ones from, like, 87, 88. And he's just tearing them a new one, saying, never play this game. Never, you know, spend the 900 hours it's going to take to hunt down, you know, this obscure Sega Master System title in pawn shops across California. Like, or playing seriously? with the power glove. It's true. He, d- he does go like a little bit too far. He yeah. gets a little bit too angry. But that's what his moniker is. If he didn't, if he was just the mildly irritated video game nerd, yeah. that could be any one of us. <laughs> well, seriously, if he was talking about hell, even like an N sixty four title, you know, that someone that's not thirty or forty years old has actually played. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what? I I can appreciate that he's you know willing to not appeal to the current masses uh-huh. that, that new generation of 
gamer kid that doesn't even know what a SNES is, except from what he found on the internet. Yeah. But still, there's there's a question of relevancy. Like, if you're just talking about something that old to bitch about it, why bother? I Love the 80s was really damn popular when it came out. Because and everyone loved the 80s. That's it was why. Just, uh, yeah. I hated because, the 80s. Because it was stupid and goofy, but this guy's just really fucking angry about shit that happened 30 years ago. <laughs> because he's still living in the 80s. Apparently. I think Henry just appreciates it and connects with him because Henry's an angry man. I am an yeah. angry man, and it's nice to not hear... <laughs> <clears throat> Henry, please calm down. This isn't that big of a deal. And then <laughs> let it go, Henry. Yeah, it's it's nice to just to nice feel to be like in the company of, of of a peer, huh? Yes. <laughs> I suppose in some way this is my fault. I did get on Henry's case for being literally for an entire day pissed off that Skyrim glitches don't work anymore. Because they took they did not have to take <laughs> the one that I liked out of, Which know, was? Which is the Ogma Infidium glitch. Which all right, those of you who don't play Skyrim, you know what? No, let's just move on to something no, that no, won't put this people up. This you know? needs to be said. No, let's hear it. Mm-hmm. All right, so the Ogma Infidium glitch is there's a special book that you translate an Elder Scroll for some some. I'm so dude sorry. Out of, yeah, <laughs> out of the middle of nowhere, you translate this Elder Scroll, and it gives you a book that gives you five levels in any of the three categories that you can choose. So there's a way to get it so it doesn't disappear when you use it. I keep trying to get rid of the disc, but it comes back. It does, because I, I have it tracked. Uh, <laughs> the point is... Henry's obsessed with this game. It's I love Skyrim. It's a great game. And I built a character specifically for cheesing and using this Ottoman video. On but, my profile. Yeah, be, because it was better that way. The point, <laughs> <laughs> the point is, is that you know, it updated. I didn't, I didn't question why it updated. And then I got to that freaking point. And lo and behold, oh, I can still use it. I can still keep it from disappearing, but it doesn't contain the, uh, the, the the cheesy factor where I can boost everything to 100. And you think that after all this, he'd rage quit, but no, no, he's still playing. Still playing. I'm still playing, but... So the angry video game nerd could be the 8th Henry's long-lost brother. Very what? much so. Yeah, you're, normally, we're sitting over there watching this show, and we're all standing around going, man, this guy's really angry. And then Henry's like, that's right. Yeah, f- <laughs> that. Especially Dragon Spirit. Oh, God. Can he do a Dragon Spirit? I don't believe so. You need to send him a message and be like, has brother, a, you need to do a Dragon Spirit. He needs to do it. Of course, then again, there's that small chance that he would be like, oh, I like the ending. And then I would have to just hunt him down and axe his face. <laughs> do, you, do you want me to send the letter on your behalf and make sure this happens? Let's make this happen. Okay. Awesome. <laughs> Not the accent to the face. Just <laughs> no, no, wait, 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 let's not get haste. <laughs> okay, Brian, wh- which one did you have? You had a, a favorite channel you yeah, want to talk about. so I've got a couple of them. I know we've brought this up on the podcast a couple of times that I get to watch a lot of videos while I'm doing my job. And one of the things that I watch, which JP gives me a little bit of flack for, rightfully so, is I watch a lot of Let's Play videos because it's just easier to watch some games and just kind of zone off and do that. Or there are games that I really don't care for the genre, but I'm intrigued by the story or certain concepts of it. So found this wonderful channel called World of Long Plays. The user's name is CubeX55, and it's just a crap load of let's play videos with no commentary for example they have he or she or it or they have <laughs> <laughs> um all of the above all of the above has 
two Xbox 360 kind of playlists. And one of them is like 198 videos long. <laughs> and we're talking some of these videos are like an hour long or more. And there's just tons and tons of pretty much of almost every system imaginable. There's a lot to choose from if you want to just sit there and watch a bunch of playthroughs of various video games. Does he focus on, or do they or it focus on a particular genre? Or is no, it just that's the beautiful thing. It's pretty much just everything. You kind of have to look around to find the game that you want if you have a specific game in mind. Because, for example, there's like 200 almost in one of the Xbox 360 ones. And so you kind of just kind of have to go through and look at the list to find which game you want to watch. So there's no real rhyme or reason outside of it's on this system, and we have it on this system if it's, you know, cross-platform thing. Like, for example, Bayonetta's out for multiple things. It's on the Xbox 360 one. Sure. Because that's what he, she, it has it for. <laughs> and then... So they're just classic Let's Play videos. They're just classic Let's Play videos. No, no commentary, commentary, no reviews, no yeah. nothing. Just showing the game as is. Nice. Um... The other one is that I've just gotten into, because there's only three videos up so far, is Fetch Quest. It's on the Geek and Sundry channel. Geek and Sundry is a YouTube channel that's made by Will Wheaton and Felicia Day. Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton. That's right. Felicia Day. Yes. Oh. Um, there's a lot of crazy things up there. Like The one that I watch it a lot is Tabletop, which is Will Wheaton. And um, just a bunch of people playing various tabletop or, you know, tabletop board games or tabletop uh, RPGs. And it's just them sitting around playing the game and talking shit. It's kind of funny, actually. Yeah, sure, that's really funny. the experience. Yeah. And you have various things where you have a kid telling a story that they're kind of making up on the fly. And you'll have people acting it out. So, uh, Oh, um, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. One. You have, like, Joss Whedon as it's a like a kid swat. wrote it or something like that? Um, mm-hmm. Yes. It's basically they have the kid telling this story. What's it called? The, oh. It's a segment. It's a segment. Because Geek and Sundry has a bunch of different shows, basically. Yeah. They're not all done by the same crew. They're basically, it's like, yeah. a, it's like a, yeah, yeah, it's it's a collective. Yeah, yeah, it's a collective sort of channel where they've got yeah. a bunch of different things published and pr- produced by a bunch of different people and yeah. it's all collected right through there and then put out through one channel and so they have i think something coming out almost every day of the week just about every day yeah, yeah. they have various things um you can kind of if you go to their official channel that actually has on the top you know their weekly schedule and what's coming out when right and i can remember when they first were announcing it and felicia day put up a video explaining what each one was yeah what day it was going to be coming out and who was involved in it yeah, yeah it's they're all really funny but like i said i was just getting into fetch quest because it's like an animated thing where it's just kind of snarky and funny commentary on whatever video game thing that they want to talk about for that episode is. And at the end of every episode so far, they have a parody song based upon the subject that they're talking about. Nice. Now, who, who is in this one? Honestly, I have no idea. It's <laughs> an animated thing. You have various people talking. I can't recognize the voices. So I'm not sure who it's by. But it's on the Geek and Sundry it, channel. It's on the Geek and Sundry channel. Nice. And it's very funny. Cool. So, Joe, which, which one do you want to share with us today? Well, speaking of Felicia Day... I took a little different take on this one, went with a fictional game web series, The Guild. A classic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you haven't heard of The Guild, you're missing out. Go check it out. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. What's the channel for that? Do we know? Uh, I think it's just The Guild. You can get it on Netflix. You yeah. can get it on Netflix, you can get it on YouTube, you can get it on their website, watchthegild.com. Felicia Day really goes out of her way to make sure everyone sees her damn show. 
<laughs> is it I mean I haven't really watched a lot of it I've seen maybe the first episode mm-hmm. on Netflix it's pretty good yeah, yeah. Awesome. They, they've I see I thought that it was just one season but Mm-mm. apparently they're still going no, right they had season Brian was six. saying they have what, season yeah, six at just, this point yeah. I think they just started season six I've, yeah. I've watched the first four so for those of us that aren't real familiar with it what is the premise of the guild uh, it's about what video games do to your social life, basically. More like MMOs. MMOs. MMOs is it specifically World of Warcraft that they're talking about? Well, it's, 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 it's a, it's a, a fictional it's a World of Warcraft yeah. clone, essentially. It, well, it's um. So you mean Rift? It's an un- <laughs> unnamed, <laughs> unnamed MMO that sucks people up, and it's very similar yeah. to World of Warcraft. They, they allude to it being like World of Warcraft, but it's never really said what they play. Nice. Yeah, suppose, it's like Mom. Rather than WoW. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. I suppose before World of Warcraft, it could have been EverQuest, because that also mm-hmm. rang a lot of people in. Where have you been all day? Oh, I was just playing Mom, your mom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Good, well, that's or a good suggestion. Guild Wars, or you know, one of the hundreds of MMOs that are out there. But Too many. Yeah, it's a, it's a guild in the game who get together in real life to try and use their completely dysfunctional gaming skills to solve each other's problems. And I think what's more hilarious about it is that they all live in the same town, quite coincidentally. Well, they explain it briefly that it's a like a local server guild. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So, it, it, you at least get that. So you can check out the guild at watchtheguild.com, and then the YouTube channel is also Watch the Guild. Mm-hmm. So check that out. It's apparently really cool. I, I have to go watch that now. Yeah. Each season is about an hour and a half long. Oh, wow, so yeah, you could really burn through. Yeah, so each episode's pretty short, then. Yeah, about 10 to so, 15 minutes. Yeah. Cool. Well, I think Felicia Day's adorable. So. Oh, yeah. And there's Will Wheaton in it as Will well. Will Wheaton. Everybody he- loves Will Wheaton. Yeah. And he plays a villain. Get the whip. Nice. It's ridiculous that this is where I know Felicia Day from originally, but the first time that I ever saw or heard of her at all was on Dr. Horrible's sing-along blog. Same with And Ryan showed yeah. me. And then afterwards, I was like, she's really cute. Who is she? And Brian's like, oh, she's from the Guild. She's really popular. I'm like, oh, no. And I thought, okay, cool. And just kind of went on my way. And then she showed up on, like, my favorite show ever, Supernatural. Mm -hmm. And she's been on there a couple times playing, like, a super trope character. Yeah. She's this lesbian gamer programmer extraordinaire person. Like, an absolute stereotype. Ridiculous. But it's hilarious. Yeah. And they've had a couple different episodes. And one of them was she was, like, working for this company that they were trying to get into. And she helped them out. And then another time, they like randomly ran across her at the middle of like this LARPing thing. Oh god! She yeah, was like yeah. the LARP queen. Uh-huh. It's so good. So apparently, she's actually going to be on this week's episode. So tonight, Ooh. if you're listening to this on the day of release, tonight there is supposedly going to be an episode with the one and only Felicia Day on Supernatural, which is awesome. So mm-hmm. yeah, buddy. she's the redhead, by the way. Yeah, she's the redhead. <laughs> so jumping off from Felicia Day, I figured that. Uh, I'd share yet another person who pretty much statistically everybody has heard of, given that his channel has well over 200,000 subscribers. I think I was in the 250,000 range. Nice. Uh, My suggestion for tonight is the ever-hilarious Markiplier on YouTube. His channel is Markiplier Game, and it's a Let's Play channel. For the most part, he does Let's Play horror games, and he's huge on the indie scene. Mm-hmm. So you get to see a lot of really kind of... We'll call them F-list indie games. <laughs> <laughs> well, here's the thing. Um, most of the games that he plays with... Well, there's two types of horror games that he plays. It's uh, the Amnesia Custom Story games, and then there's the 
usually just straight up Unity horror survival games. And Unity, for those who aren't familiar, is a 3D engine that actually has a really nice, robust free version. So a lot of people go ahead and make games with it. And uh, they're not... They're not perfect. Let's go ahead and say it that way. But a lot of this came from the popularity surrounding uh, Slender. Slender. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So there were tons of videos of him Slender. playing Slender. So funny. Yeah. So the, the whole thing behind uh, Markiplier is that he has an actual webcam pointing at him as he plays these games. <laughs> yeah. And, it's and he's up. playing a scary game. Yeah. And, you know, it's right up in the upper uh, left or right hand corner, depending on the game. And you get to see his reactions whenever something horrible pops up on the screen. And he's very animated, he's very funny, and he screams really loud. And when things scare him particularly well, he gets this face about him, like it looks like his heart physically hurts. <laughs> and it's just so entertaining. Um, he does actually occasionally move out of the horror genre, and he does just kind of quirky, funny games. The one that I showed JP the other night was uh, him playing Surgeon Simulator 2013. Yeah, Surgeon Simulator 2013. <laughs> which, is, yeah. which is the most ridiculous He thing. just goes off the deep end. Yeah, he goes crazy with that. And he just kills so many people in that game. <laughs> I don't actually think he saved the one. No, he <laughs> no, didn't. Probably. No, no. He, he straight up murdered everybody. He, 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 is, he is such a ham. He is. Yeah. I watched the lungs float out of a ribcage. Yeah. That yes, that was, that was hilarious. No, the one that was great was when he was messing around trying to hammer something and then for some reason somehow what he was doing messed with the physics and the lungs just exploded out of yeah. his chest for some reason like the game freaked they, out it's like vibrate. lungs they vibrated through the rib holes yeah <laughs> it's so funny but markiplier is great because he has a really amazing voice he's a very great speaker mm -hmm. so watching his stuff is really great because if you like aren't looking at the screen you still have a good idea of what's going on because he's not one of those people who's just quiet he like, talks the whole time. Yeah. And it, it's actually really right because he ends up scaring himself a lot. <laughs> like, he'll think that there's something there, but it could just be, like, his player passing through a light shaft. And so he sees a shadow. He's like, what's that? Ah! And he starts screaming and running around in circles. And then he realizes, oh, like, there was nothing there. Go away. Go away. <gasps> well, the first thing I thought when I saw this, because the first thing, first video that the admin showed me was the Surgery Simulator 2013, and he's just wacky, off-the-wall, goofy, and it almost seemed a little forced, mm. you know? And it's clearly it's clearly in the style of how he does the other videos, but it's not genuinely scary, it's just goofy. But then admin showed me a couple of his other videos, and he still sort of hams it up a little bit, you know, more than really just a candid reaction, but it's almost like... It's a coping mechanism. Yeah, you can because tell you he can tell scared. he's actually scared of this yeah. stuff. He's definitely some like Admin and I were postulating that he probably wouldn't play these games unless he was recording himself. Yeah, mm -hmm. that like somehow this is the way that he can make it work. This is probably where the whole channel started in the first place. He's like, I really want to play these games, but I'm too feared. Maybe if I'm talking the whole time and recording it, it won't be so scary. Yeah, and you know it's really funny. He's got like I mentioned before a huge following, but he puts up a video a day, right? Yeah, <laughs> he is really active, which is great. Uh, yeah, that's you know, awesome. Plenty of things to watch for me, but he's got a lot of fans, and in particular, people like to send him fan art. But I think the best thing ever is that somebody made a dubstep of his reactions. <laughs> oh, sweet! <laughs> Actually, good dubstep, and it is good dubstep. But it's literally him just screaming and saying <laughs> horrible things. Like, oh God, what is it? God, what the? And it's like, drop the bass. Do, 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 do. It's like, uh, it was, it was there was one line where it was like, ba, 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 balls. <laughs> it's just so good. Yeah, he, he is hilarious. 
Yeah, so definitely check him out. Uh, he's a ton of fun. Once again, that's Markiplier, and his YouTube channel is Markiplier Games. He also has a Facebook and a Twitter. You may have Markiplier spent M A R K I P L I E R. Yes. Check him out. Check it out. So I have two. First, I'll just go with the one that everybody probably has heard of already. But just in case you haven't, you absolutely must go see Zero Punctuation. Yahtzee! Yahtzee, right. Zero Punctuation over at the Escapist magazine is absolute gold. So good. So So every single episode is just side-splitting hilarity. Mm -hmm. He basically does this incredibly fast-talking, super snarky, complainy, bordering on angry, nerdy, nerd sort of stuff, Mm -hmm. except... He has more of a defeatist attitude to it. Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, but basically he does this, like, super fast-talking, crazy review with, like, simple animated little demon people Uh (laughs) that are going through and joking and talking about his experience playing the game. And he makes all these off-the-wall observations and connections and draws his conclusions for things, and just is, it's just so damn funny. Oh, yeah. It's so damn funny. Really insightful in some of those strange conclusions. Right. yeah. yeah. It, that's, that's one thing that's cool about watching the Zero Punctuation review videos, is that as much as they're meant to be funny, like, that's the point of the video, is it's supposed to be funny... As well as a review. It's not like a serious review, and it also happens to be funny. Like, it's it's about being silly and funny. But he has some really excellent insights. He makes some these great observations and really has some interesting things to say that don't get covered by a lot of the legit normal reviews, whether they be articles or videos or whatever. Mm-hmm. And so you actually genuinely get something interesting and a unique sort of spin. Because he just he picks these kind of odd things to talk about that actually are really interesting. Yeah. You know, almost every one of his videos that I've watched in, for a game that I've played, I'm like, well, shit, I didn't even think of that. Yep. You know, go I back bet... and play the same scene. It's like, well, hell, it is. Yeah, it's right there. You can even enjoy the videos about games that you haven't even played. Oh, yeah. But it's extra especially hilarious when it's something that you've played because you can resonate with him. You can be like, yeah, that was really ridiculous. I hated that part. Oh, my God. I know what you're saying. It's just it's just so good. So make sure to check out Zero Punctuation on EscapistMagazine.com. Very, very funny stuff. But my personal favorite one, my personal favorite web series is a, well, it's a channel on YouTube, and it's Epic Name Bro. <laughs> that sounds bad, I know. But sounds amazing, actually. The channel is Epic Name Bro. That's the guy's name, Epic Name Bro. He, a lot of the time, shortens it to ENB. And I'm sure you're wondering what the hell kind of stuff is going to be on the ENB channel. As a matter of fact, it's almost exclusively dedicated to Demon Souls and Dark Souls. <laughs> and it is some of the most comprehensive, interesting reviews and interest. It's not, it's not even so much a review. It's like an investigation deeper into the game. For those of you that haven't played Dark Souls or Demon Souls, go fix that right now. Those are great games, and they deserve to be played by anybody who considers themselves a serious gamer. They are very difficult. They're high-risk, high-reward, challenging and fun, Beautiful. Really beautiful. Really, really, really good controls, tight, slick fighting, and creative online interactions. They're just awesome. As a matter of fact, on PlayStation recently, the Demon Souls game came up on uh, on the PlayStation Network available. Yeah. And I think it's PlayStation actually... PlayStation Plus. It's, yeah, it's free, free on PlayStation Plus right now. And I think even normally it's, what, $14.99 or something? Yeah, it's not it's that really much. cheap. Way worth checking out. Side note, something that's interesting is that we who are huge fans of the Demons and Dark Souls games. Before Dark Souls came out, 
Demon Souls put out a press release saying that they're going to shut down the multiplayer servers. But it is listed as having multiplayer on the PSN release, so I'm thinking that they turned them back on. I haven't actually downloaded the game and played it, or popped in the old disc to see if I can actually get multiplayer, but I'm assuming that if they list it that way that it does have multiplayer, but who knows, really, because I haven't actually checked it. But hopefully they flipped them back on, because that's a huge part of the game. It would be really kind of a hollow experience without it. Not that it wouldn't be good to play. Anyway, Epic Name Bros channel is really incredible. He does... Just like I said, sort of an investigation into the game. And Dark Souls and Demon Souls, they both have rich, rich worlds, which the game takes place in, with incredible lore and complicated stories and interesting characters that inhabit this place. But at the same time, the actual game itself, it's like it almost shrouds the lore of the world and all of this mystery and intrigue because it's not laid out for you right ahead. There's not a bunch of monologues. There's not a bunch of scrolling text anywhere. There's not... There's very few writer's conveniences. Exactly. Exactly. It's all through dialogue and through sort of observations about the different images that they have on the wall. Like maybe you go into an area and there's a particular painting that if you recognize the characters in it and you can see what they're doing, you can kind of assume or suggest what's actually going on. Or maybe there's statues or something like that. And it's, it's, there's, there's a lot of story and lore that's sort of inferred through the game. But they don't lay it out for you cleanly. And so that's one of the things that... Actually, the thing that brought me to Epic Name Bro's channel is he has an excellent lore series on Dark Souls. Because the Dark Souls lore, like I said, is awesome. But really vague when you're playing the game. And, and it's neat to see someone who's such an excellent player of the game, a total veteran of both of the games, which they basically play exactly the same. And to have actually taken the time to go through and record videos explaining his perspective on the origin of the world and how the gods work all and together and, and how all these things work and the different meanings of all these different characters and how they interact with each other and the timeline and everything like that. And there's just video upon video that's just not even about the actual gameplay, but just digging into the rich lore of the world. And he does that for mostly for Dark Souls, but a lot for Demon Souls as well. And then on top of that, he does all kinds of cool stuff showing little tutorials about how to get this or that, and you know, talking a little bit about how speedruns work, which is a big part of this game in the sort of competitive online community, and also talking about how to get all the different weapons of a particular type and showing off different kinds of armor and all that. He doesn't have a lot of boss videos, which seems to be pretty much what dominates YouTube as far as the subject of Demons and Dark Souls. There's lots and lots of boss videos of how-tos and all that sort of stuff. But that's not what this is. This channel is really... It's almost like just paying homage to the, the depth and beauty and awesomeness of this game and the, this game series. He has a couple other things. He talks a little bit about, uh, like, he has something up here for Disgaea. He has some stuff up for Soul Sacrifice. So, you know, he has a couple of the things that he does, but it's by far and away focusing on Dark Souls and Demon Souls. And with Dark Souls 2 coming out within a year or so, I don't know the exact release date, but they're starting to show more and more trailers for it. And they did, I think, a 12-minute preview of gameplay on IGN not too long ago. I am going to stay glued to this channel because what he does is he does dark days, which basically he does, I don't know, it's like maybe 20 minutes or so of play or maybe even longer. And he basically does like a video a day, kind of his journey through the game. And he does it like right when it first comes out. And so it's really fascinating to see him do that because he's way better than anybody that I know trying to play these games and these games are very challenging. So it's kind of neat to see him go through that. Do we know if the uh, upcoming sequel is anything like you know, the same world. But yes, it is. I, I, as far as I understand, it is in the same world. Is, are you supposed to be playing as the person? Is it one of those games where, like, it 
connects up with your like, previous saves, if you have any? Or... You know, I don't really know. They haven't talked too much about it. They're pretty tight-lipped as far as I understand. The, yeah. I'm assuming that it's in the same world because it's also called Dark Souls. The first one was Demon Souls, and there was some licensing weirdness, and so they had to technically make it in a different world, even though it feels very much the same. Yeah, they call it the spiritual successor. It's like a spiritual successor, but this one is actually a direct sequel to Dark Souls. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's really, really good. I need to get you playing that, by the way. Let's start it. Good, good. Anyway, so that's the the other one and probably my favorite YouTube channel. Because it's just so unique. There's There's so many endless Let's Play videos and how-to videos and review videos... And there's very few videos that just say, hey, this game's really cool. Let's talk about the story. Let's talk about the lore. Let's talk about the history. Let's make observations and then try and draw out interesting things that are not explained but maybe inferred in the game. It's just neat mm. to have somebody really investigate into that. I would love to have somebody take this sort of love and care to like Final Fantasy Tactics or something like that and really mm-hmm. dig into the line war and all that sort of stuff. That's re- the War of the Lions. War so, of the Lions. Yeah. Yep. It would be really neat to see someone who has such a depth of knowledge and familiarity with the game come out and share all these kind of cool insider observations about it. Because there's a lot of games out there that are rich like Dark Souls and Demon's Souls that we need to see more videos like this. But this is the only time I've really ever seen somebody who, who takes it to that level. Maybe in MMOs, like people really get together and really you know flesh out the, the richness of their world. But that's really all you see. Yeah, mostly in MMOs, it is kind of spelled out for you, though. Well, I mean, you know, of course, there's going to be little Easter eggs or whatever, but right. But I mean, as far as far as YouTube videos and as far as web episodes and things like that, you've got mostly just how tos and reviews and stuff. This is mm-hmm. sort of a different spin on the or let's plays, and so that's one of the things I like about this channel so much is it's just a different spin. It's still talking about games, it's still about the subject of games, it still scratches that geek itch, but at the same time, it's just unique. It's way worth looking at. So definitely check out Epic Name Bros channel. Any other channels you guys want to talk about, or, or is that about it? Just sign up for Markiplier, you'll be good to go. <laughs> yes, exactly. We will, of course, put links to all the channels that we suggested in the show notes at podcast.pandamanga.com. I guess that's it for episode 41 of the Geek Life Podcast. Thanks Woo! for listening. We always love to hear from our listeners. Please email us at geeklife at pandamanga.com with your questions, comments, and insights. Anyone interested in becoming a PM contributor, visit our contact page at contact.pandamanga.com and complete the form located there. Music has been provided by AirPlus Recordings. As always, links to the artists and songs featured on this episode are available in the show notes at podcast.pandamanga.com. If you'd like to learn more about AirPlus Recordings, visit airplusrecordings.com. You can follow Pandamanga on Tumblr at pandamanga.tumblr.com. You can check us out on Facebook and make sure to like us at facebook.com forward slash Comics. And then on Twitter, you can follow us at IndieComics, the number four, all. This is JP. We'll see you next time.
damn it, this chair makes squeaky noises with my butt. <laughs> <laughs>